You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, and thanks for joining me today for episode 183 of the Blended Family Podcast. I've got a great interview guest on today who's been here before, and I'll introduce her in just a minute. Before I do, a couple of announcements. First, I'm doing a bit better this week. Thank you again to all those who reached out with the most kind and sincere words of love and encouragement. I read every email and message, so I thank you for those. I've also gotten a great response so far about the co-hosting. In case you missed it, the last couple of episodes, I've mentioned that I'd like to have some of you on to co-host future episodes with me, since it's actually easier for me to produce a show when it's a conversation with someone. I do want to clarify something, though, because Those that have reached out mostly have done so listing their credentials and what they have to offer, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. That's great. But in case I wasn't clear, there are no special credentials that you do need for this. So you don't need to have a certain education or career. You don't need to have a book deal or work with blended families. All I ask is that you're in a blended family and that you'd like to share your personal experiences or insight with me on the show. These are not going to be interview style like with my professional guests. You'll hear that today, but that isn't what I'm doing with the co-host shows. These are going to be more conversational, just the two of us talking. I'm welcoming anyone to join me for these. Initially, I was asking for you to email me with co-host in the subject line, and then I was emailing those back with directions to schedule a time with me. And that's still fine if you want to do it that way. But I wanted to let you know to save time, you can actually go directly to my schedule by going to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule and choose the option for mini session, which is a free 15 minute conversation. By the way, that is the same option that you'd use to schedule a consultation for coaching. So just add there in the notes that it's for co-hosting. That way I know what it's for before we get on the call. And we will hop on a quick Skype call. That way we get to know each other a little bit first. And then we can decide together what topics we'll talk about in our show. It's that simple. And I think it'll be fun for you all to hear from one another about the real stuff that is going on in our lives. And then I get a chance to get closer to some of my listeners, which I really like too. And most of all, you're actually helping me out a lot in the production of my shows. At least I think so. We haven't tried it yet. We'll see how it goes. But I think it's going to be good. The other thing I wanted to mention is to please rate and review the show if you haven't already done so. That helps me out in iTunes so that other people can find me. And subscribe. That way you don't miss a single episode. And that is all of my announcements for today. But be sure to stay tuned after the interview to hear me announce this month's giveaway winner. Enjoy. 
Today, I'm bringing back a special guest who's been on the show before, Anna DeCosta. Anna's the creator of the Mindful Stepmom series of guided audio meditations designed to help stepmoms cope with common challenges and feelings faced along their journey. Having worked for years in medical and family caregiving research, Anna understands that there's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to families. She's an adult child of alcoholism and divorce and understands that the challenges we face as moms and stepmoms are an opportunity for personal development and healing. Anna is a mom and full-time stepmom who lives in Peru with the love of her life and their four children. Anna is a stepmom coach and intuitive guide helping stepmoms connect with their inner voice and deepest desires to create a life of peace and purpose no matter what chaos is going on around them. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thanks for having me again, Melissa. Of course. So first, why don't you update us on how you've been and what's new in your life these days since you last been on the show? Yeah, so um, last time I was on, I had just launched my meditation album for Stepmoms, and it's actually the one-year anniversary from our launch date. So it's been a year since we last talked, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. So I've been working a lot um, one-on-one with Stepmoms, and my latest thing that I did is create a workbook for Stepmoms to help them sort of work through um, common problems and triggers that they experience in their stepmom role. Awesome. Well, I remember, I didn't realize that it's already been a year. Um, and I remember promoting your CD, and the CD is absolutely wonderful. Um, in case we have listeners who didn't hear that episode, uh, why don't you just give a little brief overview of that project, the meditation CD, and tell them how to find that if they're interested? Sure. So the meditation album, it's on iTunes and it's also on my website. Um, And it just takes you through some common um, situations that stepmoms encounter. And for each situation, there's a meditation to help you deal with any anxiety, um, nerves, worries, any feelings that are coming up around that experience. So for example, there's one called Before Seeing Your Stepkids. There's one about making peace with the bio mom. And two of the meditations, they're still available for free on my website. So um, they can, if someone's interested in trying out the free meditations, there are two that are up there and they just take you through um, some common feelings that you may be feeling and help you process them and flip them around so that you can go into the situation at peace and in a grounded place. Yeah, I think that it's wonderful. And listeners, if you haven't heard that episode and you want to take a listen, you can find it at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash 142. And I'll add the link in the show notes as well as the link for the album. Uh, Also, as always on my interview shows, I'm doing a giveaway and I will be giving one of these meditation albums away at the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, But this time we want to talk about triggers, which we all struggle with as human beings. And some people get triggered more easily than others. Some people get triggered by specific situations and some people get triggered by certain other people. Now, Anna, I know you work mostly with stepmoms and I imagine there are all sorts of triggers that stepmoms encounter. So can you explain exactly what triggers are and maybe give us some examples of some common triggers that you hear about when helping your clients? Mm -hmm. So the way I like to think about triggers is it's something from your past that is um, sort of wounded or bruised. And when something happens in the present to, to sort of push on that bruised part, it 
affects you in a stronger way than if you didn't have that, that, um, trigger. So in our stepmom role and in life in general, really, we encounter people and situations that sort of remind us of things. And it doesn't even have to be on a conscious level. It can be totally subconscious and we don't realize what's happening, but because it's affecting a sensitive part of us that hasn't been fully developed or that maybe needs healing, um, it's, it's affecting us strongly and we have a strong usually negative reaction to whatever is happening and we may not be able to put our finger on why or or pinpoint the reason but it's usually because a past event is being activated does that make sense it makes a lot of sense I'm familiar with um, triggers and I actually try to pay a lot of close attention to that uh, in my own relationship with my husband um, because we both get triggered by certain things and I'm starting to notice what triggers the kids too. And listeners, Mm -hmm. I want you to pay attention as we talk today with Anna and think about your own family. Think about not only who or what triggers you, but also think about the other members of your blended family. You'll notice that some people just naturally trigger others by even just their presence, while others might get triggered by certain phrases or action. Think of your kids. They know exactly how to trigger their siblings, don't they? So I think it's valuable to think about these things and maybe even write them down because the first step to eliminate them is to simply identify them. Would you agree with that, Anna? Yeah, for sure. A lot of people go through life not even realizing that they're being reactive. So they're, you know, someone's pushing their buttons. You've probably heard that term. And that's kind of what triggers are. You're pushing those trigger buttons and and activating a certain response. So instead of being in this reactive place, we can choose how we react, but we first have to notice that we're reacting. And so writing it down is is a great first step. And that's part of the reason why I created the workbook. Um, it's just a, a way of structuring this sort of trigger work that someone can do it on their own. They don't need help. Um, and they can just go through the problem by themselves and figure out sort of what's really going on. And the first step is definitely to identify what the problem is. And it's usually something that's repetitive. So it's um, some kind of repetitive feeling that you're feeling in response to something that's happening or in response to a person's presence. Mm-hmm. And identifying that pattern is the first step. Okay. And so let's let's talk about this a little bit. You came up with a four-step process in discovering and eliminating triggers. And you offer this as a free resource on your website at anadiacosta.com. I'll link to that in the show notes. And it's called Speak Up or Shut Up, Questions That Guide You to Work Through Your Feelings from the Inside Out, Claim Your Power in the Situation, and Figure Out If It's Best for You to Speak Up or let it go with love in any given situation. I love that. Get the Mm -hmm. tools to start the internal process to peace as a stepmom. And again, I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes for the listeners. And I encourage you all to check it out. And I did the exercise as well, and I found it to be very helpful. So Anna, can you take us through the basic steps? I know you just told us about step number one, but please take us through. Yeah, so I'll just recap. Step number one was identifying the problem and just what's going on. Um, Step number two is to identify how it makes you feel and really allow yourself to feel those feelings. Um, Step number three is to identify your limiting belief or role in the situation. And then step four is about um, 
flipping around that limiting belief. So um, I'll go into more depth and it's depth and it's always great to do it with an example. Um, so the first thing, what problem are you dealing with? So some common stepmom problems. Um, I always like to use the example about dinner time and the stepkids not liking your your food at dinner time. And so that's sort of like a repetitive pattern that could keep happening and it triggers a certain response in you. And the reason that I called this workbook Speak Up or Shut Up is because in a lot of the stepmom forums, when you ask for advice on these types of things, you'll either get one or the other response. They'll tell you, oh no, don't deal with, don't like put up with that. That's wrong. Like do something about it. Say something about it. Don't let yourself be bulldozed or you'll get the other end of the spectrum, which is, oh no, just be quiet. Don't say anything and let it go. But I mean, those are not, either of those answers is not the right answer. It's, it could be either answer really, but you have to first deal with it in your own mind. Like you can't just let it go because it'll eat you up and you'll end up feeling really resentful about it. So this workbook helps you let it go, but in a, in a healthy way, in a way that allows you to process your feelings. So that's why um, step two is to actually identify how it makes you feel and let that out and feel that. Um, because I, I really believe that any problem that you're dealing with the way out is through. So you have to feel those feelings. You can't skip that step. Um, you have to identify how it's making you feel. Um, so for in the example of the stepkids not wanting to eat your food, you know, it could make you feel like an outsider. It could make you feel like you're not good enough. Your food's not good enough. And so when you journal about that, um, things just come up you know, and it might be things that you've been suppressing and you don't want to deal with, but when you let it out, that's the way to heal it. And it's not necessarily about letting it out and like yelling at the other person. It's about dealing with it yourself first. And so this one, it really depends on the stepmom. So like in, in this food situation, one stepmom could feel really offended and angry and the other stepmom could feel really victimized and left out. It depends on the type of person you are and what your personal triggers are. So you'll, you'll feel differently and react differently to a given situation, but you really need to identify what that is for you, what's coming up for you. And so that's what step two is all about, um, feeling your feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so once you've sort of let it out and figured out what's going on, what you're feeling, um, step three is about identifying your limiting belief. So this one can be a little bit tricky for people who have never done this before, um, but it's really about seeing your role in the situation and how you're perpetuating the problem. So for example, um, the food situation, the kids don't want to eat your food, you feel um, like a victim, like they're attacking you. And so what's your role in that? You're reacting from a place of a victim, right? So maybe you're getting like really sad and shut down and, and that reflects outwards. So people can see that they can pick up the, on that energy and the way that you talk and the way that you react. And that perpetuates that victim role for yourself. And so your limiting belief in that situation, it's um, usually an I am statement about something that you believe to be true about yourself because that trigger is being activated. 
So it might be something in that situation, like, um, you know, you're a victim, like nobody wants you, like I am unwanted. That could be one of them. Um, or I am alone. I don't matter. There's so many different limiting beliefs that we tend to carry with us from our past. And it could be as far back as our childhood. Um, but once we identify what that limiting belief is, so what are we, what, are we creating what reality are we creating in that moment? So we're creating the reality that I'm not wanted, right? And we're reacting in ways that perpetuate that belief that we're not wanted in the family. And when we perpetuate that belief, we're sort of creating what we don't want, right? Because we want to feel united as a family. We want things to be okay, but we're perpetuating the belief that we don't matter. And so that's where step number four comes in. So instead of perpetuating that belief and reacting from that same place, we flip it around. And so if your limiting belief is I'm not wanted, you flip it around and I am wanted and I'm a contributing valuable member of this family. And that's your limiting belief flipped around. And so that's your positive affirmation statement. Mm -hmm. And so this is just one way to deal with it. Like there's so much other um, stuff that you could do once you identify your limiting belief. But this is just a quick way that you can sort of reframe the situation and feel into a new type of feeling and a new way of being. So if you believed that you were a valuable member of this family, and if you believed that your contributions matter, how would you react to this situation? And so um, you just try to feel into that feeling and think about it and journal about how you would react if you were in that state of belief that you did matter. Maybe it wouldn't bother you that your stepkids don't want to eat your food because you know it's nothing to do with you. It's not personal. Right. And then you can come up with some solutions that work for you from that positive state of mind instead of reacting from that negative limiting belief that's being triggered. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I got to tell you, this is really good stuff here. Um, and by the way, I, I really like what you said about the whole speak up or shut up thing. And when you said that, you're really right. You know, if I think about my own group, and I, I do read a lot of the posts that go on in the group, it's very true that a lot of people react in the way that you're saying. It's either don't say anything and let it go, or or they're outraged, and nobody's really talking about how to work through the feelings that you have. Um, do we have time for me to go over one more example? Um, because one of the examples that I was really interested, because I get this all the time from people, and I'd like to just go through the process quickly with another common example, uh, which is that stepmoms write to me all the time about not having a voice. And they say they're often expected to step up to the plate as a stepmom and manage the day-to-day -day care and activities for their stepkids. But when they try to discipline, they just get major pushback, sometimes from both the kids and the bio dad. So they just start to feel triggered all the time. So can we quickly go through that same process using this example? Or is that too, too broad of an yeah, example for, sure. for you? Um, I can try to tone it down, but it will, like the answers depend on the type of the person, person who's yeah. asking, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. There's no right answer. Like I don't have the answers for everybody. Gotcha. I have a process that will help people get to their own answers. Okay. And so anyone that has this kind of question, I really encourage them to do the steps and work through it themselves. Um, because 
I can't give an answer that'll work for everyone, but I can show you an example of how to work through the steps in that situation. Okay. And, and then it's up to each person to, to sort of figure out what's happening for themselves. Um, so using that example, step one would be just to identify what's happening, right? So, um, you feel like you are expected to discipline, or sorry, can you just repeat that? Absolutely. So you're basically stepmoms are expected to to be the missing parent, do all this kind of work, um, structure, gotcha. Gotcha. give rides, do everything. Mm-hmm. But when they try to discipline, everyone's like, no, 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 I don't want to hear that from you. Basically, you know, they don't they don't want the discipline. Yeah, they just they want that stepmom to do everything else, to feed them, care for them, give them rides, whatever. But when they when the stepmom mm-hmm. says you need to clean your room, for example then it's like, you're not my mom. Don't tell me what to do. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's two aspects there. So there's, um, the first part is like doing a lot for the stepkids and maybe someone might feel resentful about that. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of it is, um, the not being able to discipline. So I feel like those might be two separate problems. Okay. Um, although they might be part of, a of a dynamic that's going on, but, um, let's, let's break it down into two separate problems and deal with them one by one. So the first one, um, is the one about doing everything that a mom is supposed to do, but not getting enough credit for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's a common, a common thing that comes up. And so that's the problem. That's what's happening. Um, you're, driving them to to camp, you're driving them to school, you're packing their lunches, but you don't get enough recognition for it. And you feel like everyone just expects you to do all these things without any, any thanks. And so how does that make you feel? Step two, um, an example could be, it makes you feel resentful. It makes you feel angry. It makes you feel undervalued and sad that you're just doing everything, but it's just going unnoticed. So you see how yeah. this is the place where it depends on the person, right? One person can get really angry about it and another person can just feel really sad about it. So it depends on the type of person that you are and what you're feeling. And so that's why um, each person needs to work through this personally on on their own and figure out how that makes them feel. But that's a critical step. Just feel your feelings. Because I feel like as stepmoms, we're often told to just stuff things down and that doesn't make it go away. That just makes resentment build up and it'll end up in some kind of an explosion or a fight that could have been avoided if we would have just allowed ourselves to feel those feelings, you know? Yeah. And I think the part of the reason why we don't allow ourselves to feel the feelings is we feel like they're wrong. Like we shouldn't feel that way. Like we shouldn't feel resentful. We should just do everything happily and joyfully and what's wrong with us. But there's nothing wrong with you. Like everyone is a, a has their boundaries and there's certain limits, right? And if those are crossed, then you're going to feel angry. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel resentful. The negative emotions are going to start to build up. So it's better to recognize that those negative emotions are happening and be able to do something about it before it's too late. Okay. And so um, we'll just go with the example that they feel sad. They just feel like really sad about it all. Um, and like they're alone and like nobody loves them, nobody appreciates them. And so question three, what's your limiting belief or step three? Um, it would be, I am alone. Right. Okay. And so for that person, they would feel really alone. 
And so they would flip that belief around in step four and it would turn into, I'm surrounded by people who love and support me or something like that, right? Whatever resonates with the individual, whatever makes them feel like good and feel like, wow, that's what I'm missing. That's their, that's what they need to flip. Okay. So you don't have to, you don't have to go. Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, um, no, no problem. So uh, from step four, from that positive affirmation, it doesn't matter if you say a positive affirmation a million times in the mirror, it's not going to do anything unless you actually take action steps towards living that reality. Mm. So um, in my workbook, the question uh, following that one is if you believed that positive affirmation statement, how would you act? And those are your action steps. That's what you do. You act from that positive place instead of reacting. Got it. Got it. So I I definitely get the point. You don't have to go into any more examples there. That is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like Anna said, for the listeners, this, that was a great idea of how it works. But remember, you really need to do this yourself to get the benefit Mm -hmm. because all of your triggers and answers are going to be very different. Uh, But I wanted you to see exactly what the process looks like for common issues. And what I love about this exercise is that you could apply it to literally anything in your life that you're struggling with. And men too, I know we left you out of that example, but this is not only for stepmoms. This is for anybody who's being triggered by anything. Um, Although Anna, you do pretty much work exclusively with stepmoms, right? I do work with stepmoms and um, codependent women. Okay. So women who have um, sort of control issues and they're looking to let go of that a little bit because they see that it's, um, it's interfering with their life functioning. Great. And so if someone was to want coaching from you, uh, what do you normally help them with? Do you specialize in triggers or tell us your area of expertise? Yeah. So my area of expertise is definitely triggers and learning to let go of what's out of your control. And I think that that's a huge thing for stepmoms. Um, There are so many things that we deal with that are out of our control and learning the difference between that and how to navigate that is the key to succeeding as a stepmom. And some people um, just have that ability naturally and other people need more support and help with it. And the trigger work, like the trigger work that's in the workbook, it's something that you can do on your own. And if you get through it and you feel better as a result, you probably don't need coaching. But if you have deeper issues that you feel like as as much as you try to get through it yourself, you can't, there are certain techniques that a coach can help you with. Um, If you have traumas from the past that are being triggered, for example, that's something that I could help with as well. Well, I think that what you're doing is wonderful, and I think that a lot of stepmoms do uh, feel like they they know that they don't have control of situations that that we're just trying so desperately to grasp onto. Um, sometimes because it is our home and we want things to be a certain way, but there's mm-hmm. only so much that we can do. So the work that you're doing is so valuable. And by the way, listeners, I don't mind mentioning that Anna does coaching, even though that's something I provide as well. And the reason for that is because there are millions of people in this world needing help right now, and I can't help them all, and neither can Anna. And really, everyone has to find 
find the coach that works for them. Everyone has mm -hmm. a different style and a different area of focus. But if you like Anna, you can always check out her site and her offerings and decide if she's the right fit for you um, and know that this is what she specializes in, which is amazing. I really like what you're doing, Anna. Uh, before we go, maybe you can offer us some words of wisdom for our struggling stepmoms since that is your specialty. And I have lots of stepmoms in my community who are hurting every day and who don't know if they have the strength to go on not even one more day. What can we say to them today? Um, a few things, actually. I I wanted to share a, a Viktor Frankl quote, but I don't have it with me at the moment. <laughs> but I'll, re, I'll rephrase. Um, so Viktor Frankl was a survivor of Auschwitz, and you can imagine the horrors that he must have seen in his life. Um, they probably don't compare to what we go through as stepmom, or I mean... I think I said that backwards. Yes, but His, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. yeah. What, what we go what through doesn't compare. With, yeah. Exactly. Yep. And so he wrote a book about his experience. And in his book, um, there's an amazing quote that I don't have in front of me, but it goes a little something like this. And it's about how you can't control what goes on around you, but you can control how you respond to what happens. And so I think that's our biggest strength as stepmoms. We can't control the ex-wife. We can't control our husband and make him the type of parent that we want him to be. But we can control how we react to it. And we can clean up sort of our part of the, of the mess. And when we do that, things around us tend to shift and change. And so the other thing is that nobody has the answer for you. You have the answers within yourself. So nobody can tell you what to do and it'll work for you. Nobody can give you advice that'll work for you if you don't first sort of put that advice through your own filter and figure out if that's what you truly want to do. So connecting to your own inner voice and connecting to your own inner expert is what will make you successful as a stepmom. Well, that is such wonderful advice and very similar to what I teach my listeners as well, especially about the control thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm so happy to have other women like you to share this space with. What's the best way for people to find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Anna de Acosta and on my website, Um You can sign up for my mailing list through there uh, where you'll get the free workbook, the two free meditations. And I'm also planning to run um, a workshop on the three shifts that stepmoms can make to, to have a positive influence in their families and live a purpose-driven life. So if they're interested in that workshop. I don't have a date that it's coming out yet, but it is something that I'm working on. Um, and if you join my email list, then you will be in the know about that as well. That is perfect. And like I said, I will post all of Anna's links in the show notes, including the last episode she was on. So those of you who missed it can check it out. Anna, thank you so much for joining me today. I love the work you're doing for the blended family community, and I'd love to have you come back again. Thanks. Maybe next year <laughs> or maybe even sooner this time around. Thanks so much for having me, Melissa. It's always a joy. Thank you. Listeners, I hope you found that conversation with Anna valuable. As promised, I'm giving away one of her meditation albums. If you're new, you may not know that every month, the first show of the month usually, I do a giveaway. The prizes are always different. In order to be part of the contest, all you need to do is be on my list. You can join by going to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. 
All right. So today's winner is Brittany Jones, and I'll be emailing you, Brittany, to arrange delivery of that meditation CD for you. I hope you enjoy it. I think Anna did a great job. Thank you all for listening today, and I hope you have an amazing week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.